This episode is brought to you by Red Originals. We've teamed up to bring you some of the best quality outdoor accessories available. They offer everything from dry bags to high-performance outdoor clothing, but specifically, and definitely my favorite, are their dry robes and changing robes. The Red Original Pro Change Evo has been designed to protect wearers from wind, rain, and pesky onlookers trying to catch a sneak peek of your naughty bits. I mean, I know they're only human, but that shit ain't free. Anyway, jump on the link in my Instagram bio to go check out their awesome range. I was recently really fortunate to catch up with Hawaii's very own Patrick Orr. We dived straight into the RBC World Tour Eureka event and contrasted it against the Pipe Book Jam. We chatted fruit trees and whether or not his favorite maneuver had changed over the last four years. Like two teenagers running over our parents' phone boat, we chatted deep into the wee hours of the morning. One thing I can say about Patrick is he's an absolute legend. Thank you so much for jumping on and entertaining my silly questions. Patrick Orr, welcome to the Slab Bodyboarding Podcast. How are you doing? Oh, great, man. How are you doing? I'm really good. Really good. Um, today has been a, a pretty pretty big day. Amora Laverne has just won the first leg of the uh, IBC World Tour at Arica um, with arguably one of the best individual performances in a heat and or in a final ever. I don't know what you think about that. Like the perfect heat. I've... What are your thoughts? I have to agree with that. Definitely a insane performance all the way from the freaking quarterfinals, right? Uh, a 10 and then a 10 in the semis and then two 10s in the um, finals. That was incredible. And then just from everybody else too, there's insane waves. And yeah, I was, I was keeping up. It's kind of weird time zone. So I was just watching the replays, but incredible performances from everybody, like top notch. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Did you, uh, how much did the, of, of the comp did you actually see? Was there any standout performances other than Amori? Any newcomers that you may have seen? Uh, that guy uh, from France, I believe. He did a Is sick that... reverse in the, one of the heats, but he yeah. had unfortunately <laughs> lost grip on his board or something. But that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jan, I think it was his name. Jan Amir, yeah. So yeah, I Amir. think you're talking about Maxime Castillo. No, the other guy, but then Maxime as well. Like in one of the heats, I had gotten the colors confused, but I thought Jeff was Maxime and Maxime was Jeff. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, that was Maxime. Oh, sick ways. And yeah, great performances from them. Of course, you know, Tanner absolutely just shredding like he always does. And then I was impressed, like he's, his ability to read the waves and just like see what it's going to do next, you know, because some people are just yeah. pulling into the closeouts after the first section, but he yeah. was like, oh, doggy doored it. Like, it was, yeah. was, was it, cool to see. Yeah. Is that um, uh, Mars? Yeah, you're talking about. Or for Tanner, one of Tanner's waves, but also, okay. um, what's it called? I, I was listening on an interview from Tristan, right? And he was like, oh, I was surprised to make it through with barrels. You know, because he doesn't, he, yeah. I don't know, he said he usually makes it with airs, but then it seemed like the barrels are really producing those 10s at the end there for Moz. So I was like, wow, sometimes it's just barrels or sometimes it's airs. It seems like really come through with the uh, Arika comp, just like a kind of, seems a kind of wave, you know. It's crazy how it can produce so much high scores with so much different types of uh, riding yeah. basically yeah yeah yeah. it's it's one of obviously the way that the judges are interpreting that um 
that wave riding, which I mean, that's the that's the sport we're in. It's it, there's a level of um, kind of uh, what's the word, kind of like individual preference as to how they how they score it, but mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to all, everybody with the judges and everybody that put that on. That was crazy to watch. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Great really, work, really. guys. Yeah. Great work. <laughs> um, I've been watching pretty much all day. Like, such a sick comp. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so happy for Mars. And in kind of a weird way, a little bit bummed for Tristan because I'm South African. So, uh, oh shit, you're South African <laughs> sick. Okay. Yeah. Nice. No, I know, I know how it is. I was bummed for, you know, local, uh, well, from Hawaii, the boys, like, you know, Tanner and Jeff and them. I was like, ah, Hawaii boys out, but still, that I, I know how you feel. It's, but it's good to see, uh, well, with perfect bodyboarding right there, you can't really argue the fact that Maz, you know, won with two tens. I was like, when I saw that first, I was like, that's got to be a 10. If that's not a 10, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, shit. Shit. So good. So good. Um, so, I mean, that happened today. But um, something more personal to you and in the recent history is is the book jam, which you, um, you competed in. Um, mm-hmm. You made it into the, the top 10. Um, of the book jam but a very very yeah. different style of competition um very very Definitely. different to what we've seen over the last few days um and also i think maybe a little bit frustrating for a lot of fans of bodyboarders but almost zero content almost zero coverage out there um so to speak to someone like you that was involved for me is wicked is awesome but also just for the listeners to to put it out there and maybe give some background and stuff so what was your experience um around the whole comp around kind of from the start like opening ceremonies the structure like from the beginning just so from the beginning of the contest when i saw that it was announced it actually filled up really quick right and um, yeah I was lucky enough to get in, so thanks to the organizers of the comp for getting me in. Uh, but from start to finish, I noticed that it was more of like a spiritual thing. Like, I don't know if that sounds corny. I don't, I don't think so. But like, it, it was showing more that as bodyboarders, I, I don't want to claim this is what it is, but I think that it was, of course, a memorial for Tom Mori and all that too and stuff like that, right? And uh, it just showed that we're all in it together and i'm sure we could do that at other con- or other locations in the world too you know something similar but with the opening ceremony yeah i got like goosebumps and stuff when davin alexander was doing his chants and when we all hopped in the water and just like rinsed off our energies because you know that's kind of that's what it is too when you get in the water you go and you clear off the energy from the whole day and starting being at the beach and then when you enter into the water again for the contest you get your you're clearing your energy again we got to surf for an hour which is sick too so i never experienced that so that was nice just 10 guys and surfing for a whole hour at pipe two times like dream come true for sure um but what's it called like it was more of just a there's a whole little like journey through the whole contest just hanging out with everybody and yeah at the end just had the closing ceremony and everybody did the same thing, clean off the energy and just talk and, you know, be grateful that we all went home safe pretty much. Like 
I think that's what it was all about too. Cause I noticed like with some contests, it's just like, Oh, get the best scores, do this, do that. But with this one, it was more slow pace and everybody just like had a good time and have fun. And from what I noticed though, like the first heat was much more relaxed. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? How's it going? And then the second heat, everybody's like, oh, I got to do something sick so I can get in the top 10 or whatever. You know what I mean? Cause then at the end, it really is still a contest. I mean, it, as yeah. much of it, as much as it was like a nice experience where we all got to hang out <clears throat> in the water and cruise with our friends and we all realized like, oh, we need to do our best performances, of course. But I mean, maybe it was just me, you know, just like being grateful to be out there in the first one and just kind of being more relaxed. And then the second one, I was like, oh, I got to do some more stuff. But I mean, I had a, I felt like I had a good time both times. And like, I noticed everybody had a good time and that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah good ways with, with good people um obviously there's been no competitor list revealed or anything only a little bit of social media and um the top 10 riders but for yourself what was it like competing with such an array of of riders so you've got old school champs spencer skipper obviously there um you've got um andre was there and then you've got all the new guys coming through like, do you still feel that, like, I don't know if it's maybe like being that slightly starstruck of some of the names that were just in the water all at the same time? Is that something that you would feel like? I was definitely like inspired. Like, <clears throat> now that you bring that up, I was like, wow, no matter what age, you know, like, I don't think that it really matters. It's just your age, you know, just everybody is still performing at top levels. And that was sick to see, you know, like, just the fact that, uh, still supporting the sport and making it happen and like i had gt in my heat you know magno and then of course a couple younger guys like my friend kavika uh there's davin a few other the boys honestly like especially with spencer skipper too because he comes from the big island and i'm from the big island so seeing him yeah. surf out there and i didn't realize like the magnitude of the pipe like the waves that we were surfing right like apparently it was just like not as perfect and kind of sketchy and wonky and i didn't realize that and then i heard spencer say that at the end like it's great that everybody made it out safely and you know gets to go home because it wasn't it was pretty sketchy out there and i was like whoa to hear that come from somebody like spencer himself who's like surfed here his whole life pretty much i was like wow and uh gives me more you know makes me grateful for like water safety too and stuff like that yeah uh, the guys out there in the jet ski because i had actually hit my head on the reef during my second heat and um oh. he checked he checked out my head and it had a couple of little cuts and um scrapes but i was like thinking to myself i was like man if they weren't out there i might have just went in because i i don't know what yeah. if you know because i was like hey man if you just if i know you got your eye on me if i like something happens they'll go and get me with the ski or whatever but just made me feel that much more like confident to just go yeah. for it too in a sense but yeah pipe is sick and shout out to everybody for the inspiration i'm just inspired especially after Eureka too like not to go back to Eureka, but pipe yeah two different formats it's interesting to see how uh it is you know top two waves versus you get an hour and you get as many waves as you want pretty much so it's yeah it's it's really interesting the the, the one concern or question that I have is, um, is 
is that format kind of commercially viable do you think is do you think that is like what do you think they're banking on so at, let's say for instance if i was a big a big sponsor coming to look in like pride with the Arika, and i wanted to sponsor that event how does that play out is that format like commercially uh, viable to to a big sponsor i'm not really sure who sponsored like wexel right they had that company yeah. wexel that sponsored it what is that company exactly like i think it's like an know? online something yeah like a web hosting mm. page or something there yeah. okay yeah so I, I maybe they i don't know what exactly but like how is it viable um i feel like it's like a it's like a little showdown sort of thing rather than a contest i guess you know it's yeah. like I, I don't want to say it's like well it is free surfing to a certain extent but maybe they should just have if they're gonna do that like i mean two heats is cool but then should just have maybe almost one and done kind of deal yeah like one heat and then that's it you know like if it's gonna be like an hour long <laughs> and then and then it's maybe quicker to judge and quicker to figure out the results and like yeah. you said i only saw that tanner won out of the whole comp which congrats to tanner that was sick but then um who got the rest like what who what what's after that like what was the rest of the it, results so i don't know did you find out <laughs> no that th there's other than reaching out to maybe josh or the app um yeah th there's nothing really out there and and that's kind of yeah i mean it's fine for some people but like there's a lot of people that do want to know it's it, and, and the concern is that like something yeah. like the pipe comp it's almost disappeared into obscurity other than knowing that Tanner won. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of not there. And hopefully the, um, the video that they're going to learn launch, that'll make a big difference. But without that, we're kind of sitting in the, in the dark. Um, so it's an interesting situation. Um, I, yeah. I think that, uh, if they make an entire like little documentary about it. Yeah. And make yeah. a, Oh, this is why this person got that. And this and that, like, that'd be sick actually have a yeah. whole analyzation video too yeah maybe somebody talking about this the criteria they're looking for because that could be a whole different type or it is a whole different type of competition in its own when they analyze it from after the fact and then yeah. you have mul multiple people sit down and watch it because i was watching my footage and pipe looks completely different from down the beach and up the beach on each angle so i was like yeah you have a lot of different stuff to work with like that that's interesting yeah that's really interesting um was there anyone in the water that you kind of were like shooting against because obviously a lot of the guys in the water are super competitive um right. but also it's kind of like a free surf were there any rivals that you noticed in the water <clears throat> i'm trying to think right now i didn't really notice any rivalries but definitely there was a little bit of uh like who's in because that this was separate from ibc so you you knew who was ranked in what and like yeah. you could tell you could tell who was more eager to kind of go for it like um definitely one of the first contests and since covid happened and all that pandemic stuff so yeah you could tell that some of the top riders were like just ready to go for it and just put everything on the line you know what i mean and that was really cool to see and i think that's what they're kind of going for too because it was a different format and they knew the riders would be ready to go i didn't notice any rivalries i just noticed people were probably just ready to show what they got kind of thing yeah in a sense yeah yeah and sweet <laughs> uh, did you did you notice any rivalries like did or, i haven't seen I mean, anything 
We, uh, okay, I guess no one's even there. live. Yeah, not even live no. on footage. The, it, it's just dark. Like, it, which is, I mean, it's frustrating. Today you can see the, the rivals. Yeah, you're in the dark. Yeah, no. Nah, sorry, <laughs> sorry to hear that, man. But um, I mean, now nah, that's cool that uh, we get to talk about it. Uh, yeah. And you know, from from the from my point of view, it was just like a pretty normal experience for pipe because i've done pipe since about 2016 2015 and since i was like 14 or 15 years old so it was a really normal sort of experience that you're there for a week i mean yeah. at least this is how i did i was there for a week and surfed and just hung out with my girlfriend and got to see friends and just surf pipe and have a good time and then um that's how it's been even with the other formats of the contest so that's how i kind of took it it was just a nice experience to go and visit oahu and what it has to offer yeah i see yeah yeah but uh, that's it i'd like for to uh huh for, for the rest of us we're, we're just in the dark like nobody knows anything there's like a little bit of footage out there but nothing else um i wish but, that they had a live stream through even facebook or something because that could have been possible you know what i mean but um, um apparently there were some people that could log into the is it Surfline cams um, uh yeah surfline yeah so they could That's log into surfline cams and and watch but that was that was just, i think that the total extent um yeah jeff jeff did a huge airy verse in the afternoon i remember um on a back door wave just yeah. like one of the biggest airy verses that i've ever seen in person almost like the amount of projection he got like flew way over the wave landed in the flats and just rode it out mm. you know perfect and i was just like man and then Jerry did another. Uh, Jared Houston did a invert back door. I know it was an airdrop, but he landed in the flats too and rode it out. And yeah, it was just crazy to uh, see that because I remember when I was younger, um, I remember seeing like Dave Winchester doing one into the flats at back door too, and it was very similar. Brought me back to my young younger days when i was watching them all and i was like wow just like i said inspired very inspiring to see yeah now that i'm like 10 years later a decade later just like on the beach watching them go for it yeah. and that's what it was it was like i could you could compare the waves to like a 2012 pipe contest even like those types that was it was there's perfect ones too even like i remember yeah. seeing some sick uh pipe and backdoor like aprons and stuff yeah and there's like that's sunny. um at the end ball on on back door there it gets super shallow more shallow than the kind of main peak isn't it like yeah yeah it is super shallow um freaking back door is only you know knee deep in some areas it's like i don't even understand like i remember one time paddling back out uh i got a back doorway it didn't make it and then i was going to try to duck under the closeout and I just got caught right there on a giant closeout through back door and it and it's freaking spun me like head first towards the reef. Luckily I didn't hit my head, but I thought about it and I was like, that back door is so dangerous. <laughs> my not the worst experience, but an experience I had in Canaries is uh paddling out and go to duck dive and catching your fingernails on the reef. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever caught your fingernails between your board and, and the reef. Oh man, it just hurts yes. so much. <laughs> yeah, it's like hitting your finger with a hammer pretty much, but on yeah. a rock. It's the worst. That's one of the worst for sure. Um, growing up over here, there's a lot of rocks. And one of the spots, Kole Kole, that I surf at, 
Um, I've done that. Oh, that's the worst pain, man. I know what you mean. <laughs> so dumb, too. It's just like so, so dumb. And you gotta just, like, yeah. What I've learned is just like try to put your hand flat in some situations, like just try to yeah. keep it off the bottom of the board because that'll happen. Like it's just like get smashed, and you got like a giant blood blister sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I was canaries though when you went. Canaries is. It's the bomb. Um, it's just, I mean, it's probably similar to Hawaii. I haven't been to Hawaii, but it's um, its just so many different breaks, so many different spaces. Um, we were on Fort Ventura, which is the island across from Grand Canaria. Um, oh, I haven't been there, but that's sick. Um, I've yeah. heard great things. Did you surf that left-hander, the one that goes, that's kind of like similar to pipe, I've heard? Nah. No, so oh, okay. I, we I surfed a, a place called um, the Bubble. So basically, Fort Ventura has a north shore, north facing shore, uh, and it's a dirt track. So there's nothing there. You hire a car and you just drive backwards and forwards, up and down, looking for different peaks. And if there's one that's busy, you just go find another another little reef. Uh, oh wow! But there's, the Bubble gets it gets super shallow, like literally knee like shin deep in some places on the low side um, and then you're just over there trying to skirt over the reef and duck dive it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just um cat scratching over <laughs> yeah super fun like i loved it and um just a, a fun week of just waves and and it, one of the cool things is uh living in the uk you could you get all-inclusive holidays so oh. What you're, is that like? Uh... So you stay at a resort, you eat as much food as you want and drink as much booze ah. as you want. So it's it's like living in the lap of luxury. They even pack you a lunch if you ask them to. So if you know you're I going surfing the next day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so you sick. Just, That's living the dream right there. Yeah. Uh, so you surf all day. You, well, we surf in the morning, come back, just smash a huge lunch, have a nap, maybe go for a swim in the pool. And then uh, duck out, go for another surf in the afternoon, come back, get on the beers in the afternoon, just drink as much beer in the sun as you want. Pass out all inclusive, yeah. <laughs> you got a you got a wristband, yeah, and you just drink as much as you want. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of party and and surfing, uh, heaps heaps of fun. The island lifestyle, yeah, yeah. that's so yeah, sick. yeah, super good, sick. good for you, man. Um, <laughs> and then all in all, they they'll even all inclusive bandage your finger up after you freaking smash it on the reef too yeah <laughs> that shit's good that's good yeah. man. yeah is that is that uh, the wave bubbles that's kind of like fronton but it's not it, i've heard about that it's like, nah, no it's, oh, it's okay. just a it's just a straight out like uh just a straight reef break it's not it it's um it i mean a bowl is really nice and hollow but it's 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 not like a slab it doesn't bend it just just runs straight off the reef really oh, okay. nice yeah that sounds fun though nonetheless yeah heaps of fun and then the other day we went to uh a place called el Catillo. i'm definitely saying that wrong which was just a close out um close our beach break uh on some the, is it white sand or black sand beach white sand yeah oh uh, lot, really long really long uh pretty small but i mean just fun to just go get some sandbar barrels and stuff and yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah. Was there a few of them makeable, or was it pretty much just closing out all the way across? Mate, mate, yeah, you make a few, but mostly just closing out. Yeah, just get right, slammed, right. but yeah, loads of loads of fun. But um, so, you still carry a uh, an IBC ranking, so you're still ranked twenty first. So you're still yes, up there seeded. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, the reason I, I've been watching this and kind of just like. The, I wanted to do the Eureka contest, but since I didn't get my vaccinations or anything like that, I was unable to go in time. And then I got the news too late for work and everything. So I just wasn't able to get off work and go over there and compete and have enough money and all that. So it's just like yeah. a pandemic at the end of the pandemic, just not really having my, uh, you know, everything sorted out for work and with the uh, travel. So. I wanted to go to Antofagasta, but that one, I was looking at flights, and that one was very pricey. So I was like, oh, I better save it up. I want to try to make it to, like, Walker Bay or uh, what's it called? The one in Maldives, Maldives. Yeah, There's yeah. A couple, couple contests over there, but I'm not really sure how the rankings will hold over through this contest, but I should have my, my uh, spot for those contests, so I wasn't too worried about losing that. Yeah, these Chile ones. Yeah, so you do have plans to uh to compete again on 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 the world tour? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh trying to work it out because some countries you need some vaccines, and I'm just trying not trying to get vac- vaccinated right now. So we'll see how that plan- pans out. But um yeah, I think that South Africa you don't. And then also, have you surfed that wave since you're from South Africa? Um, what's it called, Walker Bay? The Walker Bay wave? Yeah, no, so I'm I'm from the East Coast. So that's a West well, it's that's a South Coast wave. Um I'm uh I'm from the same city that Andre both is from. So Oh, Dur- is that Durban? Durban, no. yeah. Durban, yeah. okay. Yeah, nice, yeah, man. So Durban. And um Alistair Taylor, he and we actually went to the same school, like years apart, but eight Alistair Taylor and I went to the same school. Um that's so, sick, dude. Old when, uh, school are you older or is he older? Uh, Alistair Taylor's older than me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, not by much, I don't think, but yeah, he's older. Um, and then some old school riders from there, they also spent some time in Hawaii. I don't know if you remember the Cockwells, Doug and Gordon Cockwell. Uh, I, did, I haven't uh, heard of them, but I've probably seen them in a video. You know what I mean? Like just. Uh, they were in No Friends, the first one. Yeah, for but, sure. I've seen their their footage. Then I've watched a lot of the No Friends, bro. Like, yeah, so so hundred percent. Yeah, they also went. I went to the same school as them. So yeah, uh, Durban oh. is a Durban's a. I mean, Geordie Smith is from my neighborhood. Like, it's a it's a proper surf town. Like everybody surfs. Everyone bodyboards. Like, you're always in the water. So uh, there's a very big big thing no matter what when you're growing up yeah and still is it still going pretty hard like you see a lot of uh people coming up and getting really good at it over there yeah 100 percent. in my last book so um just randomly this last month or so they've they had massive floods there uh like huge floods and i, I caught up with uh, a guy called tegan we've known we've been chatting for years um and he jumped on and did a section for me just about the floods and what was going on. But one of the things that he said is that as with, with most major low pressure systems that come through, you get all the bad weather, but you also get sick waves. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> That's a fact. Were, yeah. 
Yeah, they they um, were surfing in pretty sketchy conditions. He says they were, they were out at one point and uh, full trees were just getting scooped up and just slammed down in, in six to eight foot barrels. Um, uh, he, he was surfing in, and a fridge went over the top of his head. A fridge, what? A fridge <laughs> went over him? Yeah. That's, that's deadly. <laughs> like, not, no joke. Like, you got to be careful no, about that. <laughs> no joke. On, on the north coast... So north of Durban, a, um, a gas bottle factory was flooded. So uh, do you have Kadak in, in Hawaii? Or do you know, like the, the gas you get for like a 5 or 15 and a like big gas uh, bottles? It might be called like propane here. Like yeah, some propane. Like green gas, huh? Is yeah, yeah. Like green gas stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big tanks that are like cylinders, yeah. Yeah, so in different sizes. The camping one's like a 5, five liter or whatever. They're like but, that big around and like that yeah. tall, yeah. Yeah. So a factory of those got the, all of them got washed away. Like I think it was like twenty five thousand gas bottles got washed into the ocean. Holy and, shit! And, and they were in the surf, so they're bobbing just under the surface. <laughs> those are like little time bomb. Not even like even if they're not filled up and they're just with air, and those things yeah. come out of nowhere and hit you. That's oh stupid. man, you're, you're finished, eh? I don't want to so, say um, anything too for sure, but that sounds so gnarly, man. I've I've had an experience like that, like you said, low pressure systems and um, uh, like trees floating around. I've got hit by a log one time oh. in the head. That that was brutal. Um, so when you said a fridge, I was like, no way. Or even those propane tanks, the cylinder tanks. That's yeah. not good, dude. That's that's gnarly. Like, yeah. And um, fuck. and then the other one is that like him and a few of the other guys, they got really sick. Cause, oh, because uh, the rivers, huh? They all flooded yeah. out or just gross stuff from the cities. Yeah. What yeah, they get sick with? Do you know? Uh, he didn't want to go into too much detail, but he said he was it, he was hanging out in the toilet and in the bathroom for uh, uh for for a few days um it's a bummer man yeah but uh i got he, sick he, like that too he was like it's so worth it you do it again so i mean <laughs> that's good that it was worth it yeah i had i had that too but i think i got this uh different like i just had a really high fever and same thing on the toilet yeah just like, yeah and throwing up that yeah, was terrible but it wasn't even covid Long story, <laughs> long story short, doctors over here are kind of whack in Hawaii. <laughs> That's all they're gonna say. They, they won't treat you. They won't treat you if it's not COVID over here. Nah, I don't oh, want to get into that. But basically, yeah, we we're actually going through a little uh, low pressure storm right now. There's some waves and there's some muddy, muddy, muddy water. I didn't I didn't surf the other day because of that. There was trees in the water. Um, yeah, and it was like I don't know how many inches of rain we got, but it snowed on the mountain in the middle of summer. So that's probably says a lot, you know, Jeez. like, yeah, over here we have two mountains, Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, and um, they get snow on the low pressure systems. It just turns into a blizzard up there and it just snows. Yeah. the next day. It's like, Whoa, damn. Was that's pretty crazy. That's kind of how we get, or at least that's how I gauge how rainy it was for over here in the big Island. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, is there snow on the mountain? Oh no, well, it couldn't have been that rainy, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. Oh, there's snow. Like, damn. Okay, it must have been really because it just all just sits on the top and then just, like yeah. you said, probably same in South Africa, it just drains from the mountains and then pushes everything to the ocean. It's all gross water. Yeah, really nasty shit. Um, 
the, a big problem in South Africa is that the plastic pollution too. So like there's heaps of loads of really poor people that live, they still use the, the they use the rivers to, to live off. They wash their clothes, they drink the water, they, everything goes. So there's all sorts of horrible so stuff. They just in the throw water. it in the, throw the trash in the water too, to get rid of it. Is that what's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Similar to here. Yeah. They use some people like, some of our rubbish dumps can be closed and they'll just throw the trash down into a river or a gully or something and just get, yeah. get rid of it that way. It's just out of out of mind, out of sight, or out of sight, out of yeah. mind or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I don't even know how we got onto that, but uh, yeah, they, they are. Uh, the pollution six, though. Six, seven, yeah, pollution is horrible. They're like, he, he said they were kind of like, six to ten foot walls of plastic on the beach intertwined oh. logs and wood and stuff the pictures are mental they're actually crazy but uh yeah, yeah they've man. cleaned yeah. most of it up already that's they good they've they, done a really good job yeah they cleaned it seems like that's how it goes like something bad happens like that they just clean it all up real quick yeah that's good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all done um you jumped on um Josh Kirkham's podcast, it's about four years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And wow. in that podcast, you were talking about your fruit trees and oh, uh, yeah. your farm. Is that still a thing? Is it still going? Are you still involved in that? And how is it coming on if it is? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like just winter or summer, you know. So right now we're in the summer. So we're just getting all the summer fruits. It's actually at my parents' uh, place. I was When yeah. I was living at my parents' house, I help them out a lot more with the fruit trees and stuff but okay. i just go there and i just put in a little bit of work on the weekends at their farm just cleaning up the trees and stuff my dad's more into palm trees now so he has okay. a lot of palm trees that he grows um and then pots them up and then you know he doesn't really sell them but he just kind of gives them away but i haven't been as much into the the fruit tree stuff but they're there for sure um yeah yeah my girlfriend and I potted up a bunch of uh, trees that we uh, sold to one of the, what's it called, stores over here. So okay. they're, mount they're mountain apple trees, and those are going off right now. Um, yeah? Yeah. A couple. Okay. I don't, there's this fruit, uh, Abiyu. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Abiyu, uh, it's pretty good, though. There's It's like A-B-I-U. Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty sure that's how it's spelled. And the only other place I've seen it other than Hawaii uh, was Brazil when i was traveling okay. in brazil maybe they would have it uh are you you're, you're from south africa but you're living in the uk is that correct yeah 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 okay sick i don't know if they would have that fruit there but we we farm that fruit we have a, a couple of trees of those and those go off during the winter time and okay. it's like a uh it's like a really nice custardy type of fruit um but yeah man <laughs> I think when I was doing that ve or that uh, podcast, I was vegan too. So at that point in my life, I was way more into um, just eating as natural and as like unprocessed as I could. Okay. And as a athlete and also somebody who does work that you need like a lot of say calories, I guess, or energy in your food. Yeah, um, like vegan's cool, but I noticed that I surf way better and I work way better when I have more um, yeah, protein, calories. I don't know how else to explain it other than that, but 
I, you know, it's good to have fruits and veggies in your diet, but it's also good to have like actual whole foods that, you know, give you 100%. Energy. Yeah. So it was a, it was a learning 100%. process. <laughs> yeah. So that was a we whole eat. learning process. Uh, I'm, I'm down with looking after the environment and, and knowing where your food comes from, but we, we eat meat for a reason. That's a fact, <laughs> we've, man. We've, we've learned to eat meat over the millions of years for a reason. Like, yeah first of it it tastes really good um absolutely dude like <laughs> i i remember after not being vegan for or after being vegan for about a year i ate uh actual hamburger i was having like uh i think my body was just kind of like giving out not enough energy it was just like eat eat so i ate a hamburger man and that, that actually brought me back to life like that same day i was like oh i'm done with that like i'm never gonna freaking be vegan again. one meal just one, one meal. hamburger it's all did it took. You? Yeah. <laughs> did me well. Yeah. So anybody out there that thinks that, I don't know, I don't want to get into that. Like, oh, this no. is the way or that's the way. But everybody has their preferences for sure. Each yeah. their own. It just wasn't for you. And it's definitely, it's definitely not for me. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that's cool. You brought that podcast up uh, because uh, I think I, I'm just thinking back to what I was even talking about, what we were talking about. And, um, I was doing completely different work. So I think I was working in a restaurant at the time. And um, you were doing three jobs at the time. So you were, you were land surveying. Yeah, I'm still doing that. That's what I do uh, all. That's why I, I don't have any other jobs, luckily, full time for the land surveying. So, uh, okay. yeah, that, at that point in my life, I was working at a restaurant. Working, yeah. There was another one. I don't remember. I think it was a, a food like processing place, like a really early hours and uh, just couldn't surf, so I I stopped doing that after like yeah. a month. Yeah, so that was the most important thing, man. Just being able to surf, so I could surf after work, and that's good enough, you know. Yeah, get some Sweet. practice in. And um, are you still officially on holiday? What do you? Oh, oh, so like for the pandemic and stuff like that? Is that what no, 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 no. You in that podcast? Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Is you? You said that you were officially on holiday because. Your parents had bought round trip tickets to the to Hawaii, and they'd never used oh. the uh, never used the return. <laughs> so are yeah. you still on that same holiday? <laughs> I am technically yes, because I haven't left Hawaii yet. It's still my yeah. home. Now. Um, but that, yeah, I didn't know that that's how it was. Actually, I didn't know my parents did that, but I think that they had been deciding to try to kind of move to a less crowded area. You know, because yeah. um, traffic and all that over in California can be pretty intense. So yeah. I was like two or three when they made that move. And I don't really remember too much of that. But yeah, I uh, I got to say, like, not being born, but being raised in Hawaii, you know, definitely has been an interesting thing, too, because uh, everybody's like, oh, born and raised, born and raised, like, around here. And um, I remember one time, I'm not going to say, like, I don't even know if the people who said this would even listen to this, but... Uh, I remember one time I was just hanging out with my friends and everybody in the car was like, oh, yeah, born and raised, born and raised, you know what I mean? And then I, they get to me and I'm like, no, nah, I was born in California. And they all just like treated me different after that. And I was just like, wow. And I was actually, I don't know if the IBC people even listen to this, but man, they put me that I'm from the USA on there and they put everybody else from Hawaii. I'm like, bro, I'm from the big island of Hawaii. Like I haven't told them yet, but I'm not even from like California. None of that. Like, yeah. I was like how did they get that confused? You know? 
Yeah. So what the it's hell? A, I think it's kind of weird for people that are not from the states. Um, like when when people say Hawaii, yes, it's an individual state, but it is just part of the USA to us. Like it doesn't to us, it's not important. Like, but yeah. from people from Hawaii, they may feel that it's like it, it's really weird that you would use a different flag or consider yourself from a different place than just from the states. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah, like, yeah. I I was just like, man, I guess it's it should just be everybody, you know, that's from the USA. Okay, USA, but there's such a stigma that Hawaii is its own, like it is its own kingdom sort of thing. It's not it does it, it exists to a certain extent and like um that's why people have like a Hawaii is a separate place than the United States because the United States illegally overthrew the queen over here so it's just like a whole thing that's still going on you know hundreds of years of oppression and like that's just how it goes and you know you've seen it in history with a lot of places so like at the end of the day hawaiians want to be known as hawaiians even though i'm like a white guy like i want to be known from hawaii not i'm not from the usa you know like yeah that's definitely something because over here it's kind of like it can it can be like it can go both ways like it's hawaii but it's the usa you know what i mean yeah like it's kind of a inch it's in it's in like limbo almost like one day it could just be hawaii and not part of the usa but that goes down to just how you want to any you can go anywhere in the world and it just matters if you're a good person right 100 percent, yeah and and the, the the values and your behaviors around it what you what the way you treat other people is a, is a big one. Um, you, uh, you had a really good co- quote in the, that Le Boogie podcast. Not that this is a follow-up from that podcast, but I like, the, just in- I like that, <laughs> how you're uh, bringing it up. Cause it's good to, you know, I don't have a lot of podcasts, so I, I can see how you're like, you know, what quotes did I say? Like, so, so you said you're not nice to people because you see, have to see them every day. You're nice to people because you have to see you every day. Yeah. Which I thought was, pretty cool <laughs> that, that's cool you brought that up i haven't really thought about that in a while but yeah i still live by that um you yeah. know karma is a bitch you know yeah it, it, it's like whatever you put out in the world will generally come back in a sense and yeah yeah like you know you do have to if you do something to somebody that you generally uh you know like they might think about it but then they might not think about it later but if you if you didn't like what you did you have to live with that for the rest of your life you know what i mean so yeah 100 yeah yeah so Sweet. try to kind of show respect and wherever at, with whatever i do i've learned i've learned over uh i think that having a full-time job man has really taught me a lot more about just being really punctual and how to yeah show respect to um elders and mm-hmm. how to just work in as a team with people i think that's yeah. very important to yeah. have like that's what these past two years i've been doing just working sweet my kid well, another thing i don't know if you're if it's time for the uh, podcast to be up by now but uh, i was watching youtube and uh, there was this one thing that really stood out to me um it was this guy who i don't know seemed like he had his life together nice car random cool things but what i uh what i took from that was he said oh always be nicer than necessary you know what i mean and that kind of plays on to the oh uh, yeah it's not because you are going to be it's like 
I'm not nice to people because I'm worried about what they think. It's like, I'm worried about what I think about myself. It's kind of like that. You yeah. always be nicer than necessary because then it gives you that kind of like, even if somebody's being a complete jerk to you, you know, if yeah. you're nicer than necessary, it gives them no reason to have that, you know? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how random that was, but there you oh, go. It, t- it ties into <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, right on. We ha- it's, it's gone really quickly. Yeah? Like we're kind of at like 40, just over 45 minutes, but um, t- two questions very quickly. One is, the El Rolo is still your favorite bodyboarding move. Bro, yeah, like, that's absolute. Um, I've heard of – that's a sick shirt, by the way. I got to freaking try to get one of those. Uh, I'd wear that out and Available about. Available on the slab bodyboarding store, mate. That's dope, yeah. Got to hook Got to hook myself up with one, but what's it called? It is because, you know, the El Rolo is one of the most technical maneuvers on the heaviest section, you know, like – yeah i don't mean to be like oh no el rolo but you hear many 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 really good bodyboarders say if you don't have your el rolo on point on any any type of wave any section anything you you have to work on that still because el rolo is the most like move you have to have down first before anything Mm -hmm. and i've i've heard this even from my friends um before i even knew how to do a backflip or arse or whatever and um I remember I was just trying to do backflip, backflip, arse, arse. And my friend, uh, he was like, you better learn how to do a Rolo and a 360 first, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're out here just trying to jump to it. Like, figure mm-hmm. out the Rolo, figure out the 360, maybe an invert, then start trying to do some more interesting mm-hmm. stuff. I remember him telling me that, and I, it's still stuck with me to this day, and I've heard everybody. So, yes, El Rolo. <laughs> still Good. my favorite my favorite move. Nice. <laughs> um and then again, the Laboligi podcast. But when you were talking to, to Josh, um, and it's four years ago, you, I think you had just come back from Portugal, or you were just going to Portugal, and the the two of you kind of agreed that at that point Portugal was the epicenter of bodyboarding around the world. Um, in the IBC today, in one of the heats, uh, Bega Martin is the the commentator kind of said that it's now moved from Portugal and it's Chile, which is now the epicenter of, of global bodyboarding. Would you yeah. agree with that? Or like, or, Absolutely. and then a follow-up for you personally. So another question on that is as a, an Hawaiian that mm-hmm. used to be one of the big dogs, the epicenter of, of bodyboarding, how does that feel knowing that Hawaii has kind of lost that? um uh, yeah, i don't know if you, you understand the question no i understand what you mean that's a that's a really nice question to ask uh because you know it it's just kind of just show goes to show where our country's um mind is at you know what i mean yes yeah. chile is a completely different country than the u.s and i mean even though we have ties to them probably with how we run our things and like how corporations run things throughout the country i think that chile has more of a sports uh is important mindset and like they really push that rather than pushing other things in their like in our country they probably push more other things like baseball soccer Mm -hmm. uh football 
which is fine. Those are cool sports, but they're so big already that it's like they're just pushing into something that's so massive and already exists that the statistics mm. of anything actually happening for some of these kids, you know what I mean? So like they see bodyboarding as like a new sport. Like Chile is like, oh wow, it's like new, even though it's not so new. It's like been mm-hmm. around for a while, but like I think that they they see the potential more than any other country does right now. Yeah. Like Portugal, yeah, they saw. I'm sure like. Portugal is on point. Like they're gonna have the Citra, Citra contest, but yeah. look at the Antofagasta contest. Like that's gonna be ninety thousand dollars in prize money. Like huge points being awarded. Like that's gonna be one of the biggest contests in history in Chile, and it's just because their country is focused on that kind of like advanced like to help with smaller sports. I think they maybe they see it as like the same level as soccer, if not cooler, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii, cool. Hawaii hasn't done that, man. Like, not to say that they haven't done anything. Of course, they've done that, but like, I think it's just harder for them to get permits. It's just like at at a different level of just like state level stuff. Like, in order to get certain things done, you have to have certain like protocols and stuff happening. So it's just like on the level yeah. of who's controlling things. I think they have a harder time in Hawaii because Hawaii has so much stupid laws honestly like i don't mean to call out hawaii but even i'm a land surveyor and even to do certain things for land surveying permits and building houses and subdivisions and all this stuff man hawaii has the most slow process man like slow Mm -hmm. just super slow out of date like even that's why it's not the biggest thing it was the biggest thing in what the 80s 90s but yeah then they couldn't maintain it because that's not what the country was looking at Hawaii about. Um, yeah. And surfing has taken over. Like I watched uh, what uh, that one, uh, such a cool documentary holding on. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that they had the surfing industry pulled out of bodyboarding like overnight. It almost seemed like, and um, that really mm-hmm. made me sad because I was like, damn, bodyboarding was going to be bigger than surfing. If not at the same level. And then mm-hmm. it all just, didn't happen overnight like kind of it seemed like and um, i don't know exactly but similar thing with hawaii like <clears throat> it's go it's really popular man i go down to the beach and like there's like 20 kids out in the water go to the other beach oh you know 10 years ago that wouldn't have had that many people but they're all bodyboarders young kids yeah and it's sick to see but also it's like growing up too like i remember one of my good mates one of my best friends you know like he was always like I was like, oh, I'm going to do this bodyboarding stuff. I'm going to be a professional bodyboarder. And I remember his mom always was like, no, no, that's not a career. No, no, you can't do that. What are you going to win contests your whole life and like make money off that? So it's also like here too, everybody's like, oh, just get like a construction job or something and just mm-hmm. get a county job. And then that's that, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's how this, it's the state level of how they're thinking. You know, it's like how the country's thinking about bodyboarding and stuff. It doesn't yeah as hard as people try to it just, just comes down to that yeah that's and really sad people, sorry go for it <laughs> no no that that is it's really sad that a place that had so much shine like that it just seems like it's it's come off a little bit um and e- even when you look at when you compare and i don't want to compare because they were two different things but you kind of have Fine. to when you look at the book jam in in comparison to to what we saw today um like they are just it's their worlds apart like they are 
Yeah. <laughs> they are, um, man, because uh, live stream, <laughs> even though yeah. that some, sometimes they're complaining about the live stream, um, I didn't have a problem with that because I got to see the whole contest. I didn't watch it live, but I got to watch all my friends compete from yeah. across the world and that's what was most important because like you said um you were you were um in the dark everybody's in the dark about happening at pipe and yeah. i'm almost like kind of thinking like i should i have all my footage but i'm thinking like okay maybe if they make a little documentary out of it that'd be sick but i should just try to yeah. make my own little story about what happened at pipe maybe i don't know but they are completely different because i had a different level of excitement even as a viewer watching all all this action go down because i was like oh I feel like i'm a part of it yeah they should have yeah had you definitely and i mean and the figures speak for themselves i think uh this this live stream as of today so the final it's it's, it's got over twenty six thousand views wow just for for one day the appetite is out there like yeah. the pe people want to see it like twenty six thousand views and for for all of us that have seen that final was fire like yeah. my phone was blown up like people <laughs> were stoked with that i like is i was so excited about it like an yep. absolute dominant performance i was losing it here too just in my house like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't know what it is about you know the fact that you know a 10 point barrel when you see a 10 point barrel right like that oh yeah happened and i was just like oh if they don't give them a 10 like what were they thinking the whole time yeah <laughs>